When I left here last Sunday and I got home, my wife said, um, you were speechless this morning. That doesn't happen very often. Thank you for the New Year's celebration. Really appreciated that. Much appreciated. Where do we go from here? Do you want to do your prayer? Your, End right? You'll notice, you'll, you'll notice, Kim, yeah. mine are on a leash. <laughs> mine should be. Welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. I just want to remind everyone, don't forget to read your bulletins and check what's going on. And I, I also want to add that um, the line dancing isn't on the December calendar here. And we are having line dancing Tuesday the 13th and the 20th. So I just wanted to let you know that it's still going on. And let's see, I guess, did you say? Go, go Diane. <laughs> Just me again. God is great all the time. All the time, God is great. Thank you. Um, here to speak about our angel tree out in the narthex and what you will see out there are little globes that are some very strange looking. On the back, it will have, whether it's a girl or a boy, 
the age, what it is their need or the request is. And if you possibly can, please pick up at least one of these. If you can't, we accept money for uh, gas cards, for gift certificates. We give no cash. We give no cash. There is also a hat and mitten tree out there. We use these for the people on the angel tree. The rest all go to Clinton Elementary School. We find that the middle school don't like to wear this sort of thing anymore. But we do have Phyllis put some in her pocket so that if it's needed and she sees the need, she will donate it to them. Um, we need these back two weeks from today, the 18th. So if you possibly can, they do not need to be wrapped. I furnish the wrapping paper, the bows, ribbons, tags, this sort of thing, so the moms can wrap as they are needed. I'm one of these people that always had to have the same number of gifts for my kids to open. So uh, I've been told that whatever. We have 12 children, five families. They are seven months to 13 years of age. And there are some big things out there. One of the things, and we're still looking for someone who would be willing to put together an indoor trampoline for a three-year-old little girl who is autistic that they need it for her to exercise. So please, please, you people are so good, so good. And I just thank you from the bottom of my heart for all that we do for all of these people. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> Got to repack. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, too, who came out last night for the parade and, and walked with us during that and thank you Lisa and Dale for all the work that you did and Shirley for decorating too and once again I think we are the loudest float in the entire parade yes. they know who we are yes the love train made it Woo! Yeah. pastor did you want to do the call to worship? Did you tell me? No. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Thank you for checking. Will you please stand and if you're able and join me in the call to worship? Now it is it's time, time for, us for us to wake from sleep. sleep for for salvation, salvation is nearer, nearer to us than when we, we first believed. believed. The, the night, night is far spent. spent. The, the day, day is at hand. hand. Let, Let us cast off the works of darkness and pick up the tools for the work of light. Amen. And our first hymn today is number 211, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel.
anything else, take a moment and greet each other. Reminder to respect others' space, but at least pass along a smile and glad to see you. Who are you talking to? <laughs> There's the boss man. Good morning. Thank you. Was St. Martin's Lent as weird as you thought it would be? Yeah, it's one of those things that gets hidden. Thank you. My wife told me that before I left the house. Would our candle lighters come? We are continuing our journey to Christmas. Let us take a moment to simply arrive here. Push out all the busyness, musts, and have-tos. Make room for the Holy Spirit to guide our thoughts and feelings. Now, let us think about hope and let us think about peace. Again, we light the candles of joyous hope. We light the candle of peace. Our world has so much turmoil, trouble, and everything except inner peace and outward safety. Jesus has come to bring us peace. We light the second candle to remind ourselves and to remind the world that Jesus has brought us all peace and Jesus wants us to live in the ways of peace. We can neither abuse ourselves nor others physically, emotionally, or spiritually and claim to be living peaceful lives. 
Now is the time we turn our minds and our hearts to Jesus with joyful hope, with peace within and without as our goal, and with radical welcome as we wait the wondrous, with wondrous anticipation of Jesus' arrival in the kingdom of God, which has come and continues to arrive each moment. John 14 says, I give you peace, the kind of peace that only I can give. It isn't like the peace that this world can give, so don't be worried or afraid. Amen. As one of the choir members accurately observed, when you get up here, everything changes. <laughs> everything changes. And it's a true story. And it's a true story. Um... As we turn ourselves to a time of prayer, a number of things um, to keep in mind. We have several people that are recovering from, uh, from surgeries. Um, some that have had uh, unexpected visits to um, the emergency room. Um, do keep them in, in your prayers. Um, those of you that may not have heard Wilda, Wilda was born yesterday morning. Okay. That's the way Christians used to talk about when someone died. It was your birthday. Okay. And from what I know of Wilda, okay, she has to be like a four-year-old on Christmas morning right now. Missing Paul, but... Okay. No. If she isn't there, we don't have a chance. Um, don't have details on arrangements yet, um, but we'll try to, to make those available as they do become available. Um, let us remember each other. Um, all of us have lots going on. Some of it's fun, some of it's not fun at all. Remember you're not alone. Remember you're not alone.
going to do a, a brief introductory prayer of intercession, and then I'm going to ask that we join together in a prayer of confession. Our blessed Jesus, we don't understand everything. Most often we don't understand timing. One of your dear children was born into the kingdom of God yesterday. Make Wilda ever so welcome. Some of our young ones and some of our old ones, oh Lord, are going through physical struggles. The thing with the viruses and stuff is bad enough, but apparently there's other gastric stuff that's going on. Oh Lord, work your healing presence. And oh Lord, we do want to get ready for your arrival. Not only looking backwards as we celebrate your birth, but looking forward as we anticipate your coming again. As we get ready, oh Lord Jesus, Part of what we need to do is tell you how we are. Not all of it is good. Would you join me in a prayer of confession? Blessed Jesus, you are Redeemer. You are Friend. We have too often preferred the dark to the light. We have been way too proud of our accomplishments. We fooled ourselves that we've done it all ourselves. We've despaired over our failures. We've beaten up on others and ourselves because things haven't gone the way we wanted. Forgive us. Smooth down the mountains of our pride. Lift us up from the valleys of our failures and doubts. Fill them with trust in you. Blessed Jesus, we prepare Christmas which is the celebration of your birth. We prepare for communion, which is the celebration of your continuing presence with us. Clean our hearts and minds. Let us make you welcome in our lives. Amen. Hear these words of assurance. If we confess our failures, our sins, our Lord is faithful to forgive us. You are forgiven. When was the last time you forgave somebody? Please turn to someone close to you and assure them that they are forgiven. You're forgiven. You are forgiven. You are forgiven.
And you know that your preacher is a mess, so I would like to hear your forgiveness. You are forgiven. Thank you. One of the things that the community of faith has believed from the very beginning is that Jesus will come again. And every time we say the prayer he taught us to pray, we pray that he will come. Would you join me in those words? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Could we take a moment for silent prayers and listen to God in silence? God will speak if we will listen. Amen. Amen. Will you please join me in an in, in Advent affirmation of faith? I believe in Jesus Christ and in the beauty of the gospel that began in Bethlehem. I believe in him who kings of the earth ignored and the proud never understood. His paths were among the common people. His welcome came from folk with hungry hearts. I believe in him who proclaimed the love of God to be invincible. His cradle was a mother's arm. His home in Nazareth had no love for him, who was its only wealth. He looked at people and made them see what his love saw in them. By the power of his love brought back sinners to forgiveness and lifted human weakness up to meet the strength of God. Amen. If you're able, would you stand for the Gloria? seated.
Amen. Would the children come, please? Now you can move over. It's okay. It's okay. It's not fun. Well, sometimes other people have other ideas. And it's not that they want to be mean. It's just that they have other ideas. Can that be okay? Not really? Okay. That's okay, too. Okay. I know it's not fun to be sad. Okay. But this too will pass. Okay? Please remember that. Now, guess what? I want you to look way up there. What did we talk about last Sunday? Oh, come on. You're acting like big people. Big people don't remember what the preacher said last Sunday. What did we talk about last Sunday? What's up there? What What just happened a few minutes ago? Huh? Yeah? Two candles, yeah? Okay. Okay. Sunday. Okay, and you were about to say that we were about to say that? Okay. You lit up the candles. Yeah, you did. You did. So are you keeping track, getting ready for Christmas? Yeah. Yeah? You have a countdown? Yeah, we have a chocolate countdown. Whoa, a chocolate countdown. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Almost? Okay. Oh, you need to finish cleaning up. I think there's some big people that are in that situation, too. 
Yeah. So, are you having fun? Yeah? Okay. Are the big people making you crazy? Yes, they are. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. We want him to feel good. Okay. Now, we're making our journey to Christmas. And we have our calendar, the Advent wreath, to help us. Oh, you were sick too? Oh, that's sad. I'm glad you're feeling better. Each of the candles has different meanings from each other, but each one, okay, has a different way that we can talk about it. That first candle that we lit last week, okay, we can talk about it as a reminder that Jesus was a little baby. Okay? The second candle can remind us that at one time, Jesus was exactly like you and you and you and you. Okay? We generally don't think much about that. But part of what it means for Jesus to come to be with us and like us is that he was exactly like us. Okay? Now, I'm going to ask you the same hard question that I ask the big people. What will it mean to grow up to be like Jesus. Hmm? Now, I can't give you all the answers to that one. You have to figure those out yourself. And Jesus will help you. Okay? And Jesus will help you. But the important question is whether or not you will try to be like Jesus when Jesus grew up. Oh, for the energy girls. I wish I, I wish I had that energy. Let's have a prayer. Let's have a prayer. Our blessed Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that you came and you came to be like us. You came as a little baby. You grew to be a child like these children. And then you continued on until you became the one who healed the sick and raised the dead. Oh, Lord, help us to want to be like you. Help us to want to love God the way you love God. Hear our prayer. Amen. And we have some things over that way. Uh-oh. Now, while the children are doing that, okay, I'm going to make a confession. How many of you figured out the silent sermon? 
That's one of them possible. Okay. The confession that I have to make is this. The, the sermon without words was about Jacob's ladder and the rock that he used for a pillow. Okay? And I had wonderful intentions of making strong connections between Jacob's revelation that night and the revelation of Jesus through Mary. Anybody ever tell you, talk to you about what an exegesis is? It's an intense study of Scripture. And when I got into it, all right, I ended up getting so deep so fast that it confused me. And so I figured it would probably confuse you too. Read Genesis 28. Okay? Genesis 28 is the story of Jacob's ladder. Okay? It's also description of God's renewal of promise to the descendants of Abraham that he said to Jacob the root of the fulfillment will be through you Jacob the annunciation is God saying to Mary the promise I made is going to be fulfilled through you. Obviously, I could talk about both of those forever. But we're going to give you a chance to give money.
Blessed Jesus, thank you for coming. Coming to be like us. You left everything to bring us home to God the Father. Oh Lord, you bless us on our way. And we thank you for those blessings. From those blessings we bring our gifts. Take our gifts and use all of them. Use us for the glory of your kingdom. Hear our prayer. Amen. Our hymn of preparation is number 393. Spirit of the living God. seated. The scripture focus for this morning is the first three verses of the gospel according to Mark chapter 1. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his way straight. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I'm not in the mood for Christmas. At least not the jolly old St. Nicholas kind. I woke up this morning to... Uh, excuse me. I am extremely nasal. Uh, that warm snap we had earlier in the week provided opportunity for just enough allergens to make a mess of me. So I apologize for the, the snot. Thank you for laughing. Okay. But anyway, I woke up, you know, this morning to uh, uh, Alexa playing, have a holly jolly Christmas. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, 
I'm not in the mood for the kind we, including me, tend to gear up for every year. I don't think that it's just my annual case of holiday blues kicking in, although that's probably part of it. Did I ever tell you that I'm a depressive? Nope. Too many really hard things have been happening. I'm not talking about things happening to strangers. We're talking about people I know and care about. And it's rough for me to get excited. The lights, the decorations, and giving and getting presents just aren't enough. The stuff, okay, that's been coming down the pike has been the kinds of things that rub my nose in my humanity. They are things that force me to think about my mortality. They are things that remind me of the basic uncertainty of my life. They are things that deliver hard lessons about how terribly sad and how deeply painful life can get extremely fast. What kinds of stuff could bring on such dark thoughts? Well, it's the kind of stuff that makes a broken leg seem like no problem. It's floods, it's folks in life or death struggles with cancer and heart problems, it's beautiful people overcome by dementia, it's friends and friends' parents dying. Bless you. It's just dark, heavy, hard stuff. And like I said before, it's not happening to me. It's happening to people around me that I care about. It's hard for me to watch what these dear people are going through. How hard it must be for those who are going through it themselves. Been thinking about Paul, Bill. Anyway, the Christmas lights really aren't doing much to help me deal with this hovering darkness. The glitter isn't shimmering. The idea of giving as well as getting gifts isn't doing much to help me make sense of it all. The closest I came to being happy was in the parade last night Strutting to love train. You had to be there. <laughs> we had, we, Clinton United Methodist Church had the noisiest float in the parade. We need something, I need something more than Mary. I need more than eye-catching and cute. Somehow Christian, Christmas as usual just won't cut it this year. It seems too superficial. It's too much of a kind of escapism. I need a Christmas that will speak to my condition. 
to my mortality, to my uncertainty, to my sadness, to my pain, to the messes that I've made in and around my life. Did I tell you that I bought my wife a very beautiful watch for her birthday? No, I didn't? Okay, I did. Okay? But it didn't fit. Thank you, thank you, Jan. You'll be even more proud of me next. Okay? It didn't fit. So me thinking that I was Mr. Fix-It took the band apart, and now I can't get it back together. Okay? Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. And Happy New Year. Okay. Yes, I did try. Okay, I think I need a very biblical Christmas. And I'm beginning to realize that a biblical Christmas is very different from what I used to think it was. The biblical Christmas, the first Christmas, was a time of hovering darkness. Sometimes our world seems to be pretty bad, but it was not nearly as bad as that world almost 2,000 years ago. Okay? 2,000 years ago, when a child was born, okay, it had way less than a 50-50 chance of living to age three. Almost all children died before the age of five. Anyone who reached the age of 30 had lived a very long time. When a person got sick, most often that person died. Political enemies, the Romans, the Greeks, the Persians, the Egyptians, kept everyday life in constant turmoil for everybody, from the rich to the poor. People were killed for almost no reason at all. People were killed for fun. That's what the arena was about. Okay? That's what the arena was about. We're going to have fun. We're going to go watch people die. There were no ways to deal with common ailments and injuries. Things that we think almost nothing of today killed people. Folks just suffered day in and day out. Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist, described the people of his day as them that sat in darkness and in the shadow of death. Darkness and the shadow of death were the setting for the biblical Christmas. It was an event that was totally unexpected by everyone on earth. Turmoil and upheaval even touched what would be Jesus' most immediate family. Mary was unexpectedly pregnant. Joseph had decided to put Mary away quietly. Read Matthew 1.19. He was going to bail out of the relationship with Mary, but he changed his mind. He had a dream, like Jacob. 
God arrived on the scene to be the light in the darkness and the victor over death. But God arrived clothed only in mystery. God came in the least expected shape. God came in the most unexpected place. God showed up as a little baby born in a barn. Think about that. I want to tell you about somebody who's going to save the world, make everything right. I want you to come to the barn. I'll show you. You might. Okay. But there was quite a there was quite an argument. Okay, there was quite an argument. And if you didn't see them, like you said, if you didn't see them, you wouldn't believe it. Okay? You wouldn't believe it. There was a problem answering the question, who's your daddy? What a puzzling beginning to the redemption of all humanity. God came in the form of new human life to recreate everything. The divine one sacrificed the cosmic trappings of heaven. He became Emmanuel, God with us. What a profound lesson in the act of God's coming. God so loved the world that he gave up everything to be totally with us. You want to save the world? The first thing that you got to do is you got to show up. Emmanuel. Okay. Emmanuel taught his first lessons of love by giving others the chance to love him. He arrived in a way that reveals our desperate need for love. He became as a he came as a totally defensive newborn. Emmanuel taught his first lessons of faith and trust by literally casting himself into the hands of a teenage girl. Going to save the world. Going to start with a 14-year-old. And the big people said, ah! 
He counted on that inexperienced, uncertain human to do the right thing in taking care of him. Emmanuel taught his first lessons about seeking and finding the one who loves us in the least expected forms and the most unexpected places by leading the shepherds and the magi to himself. Actions speak ever such much louder than words. The biblical Christmas, the first Christmas, speaks powerfully to the human condition and to my personal condition. It speaks not because of the choral messages of angelic hosts. It speaks not because of the words said by archangels in visions and dreams. It speaks not even because of the virgin birth. It speaks to me because of the act of God in coming here to be like you and me. The biblical Christmas makes it clear in no uncertain terms that God is not some distant cosmic something. God is up close and personal. God is here. So God has intimate knowledge and keen understanding of my condition, my mortality, my uncertainty, my sadness, my pain, the messes I've made in and around my life because Emmanuel, God with us, has in some ultimately puzzling and mysterious way been a human being like you and like me. God with us is somehow saving us from ourselves, from each other, and from the total victory of evil. He is wiping tears away from our eyes. He is making us citizens of his blessed kingdom that will last forever. Amen? Thank you. When we talk about communion, you know why the colors changed, Diane. It's St. Martin's Lent. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. We've had a conversation about what Advent is about, okay? And one of the things that Advent is about is it's getting ready, yes, it's getting ready for Jesus to come the first time, okay? It is, however, also getting ready for Jesus to come again. I don't load that with all the kinds of stuff that lots of other people do, and I won't take another offering because that's what, when I was growing up, Whenever people talked about Jesus coming again, it was like, you don't need what you got because Jesus is coming again. Give, just give it to me, and I'll take care of it till Jesus comes again. Eh, no. Okay. Jesus is coming again. A another name for Advent is St. Martin's Lent. Getting ready for Jesus to come again. 
Okay, the colors change to the colors of Lent. When we come to the communion table, we're not just looking backwards, we're looking forward. Okay, the one who said, this is my body broken for you, The one who said, this is my blood, okay, also said, I will not do this with you again until we do it together in the kingdom of God. Not just looking back. It's Jesus saying, we're going to get the party started. The feast will last forever. Okay. How many times have you heard me say, Jesus came to say, I got a message from dad. He loves you. He wants you to come home. Here's the keys to dad's house. Okay. Let yourself in. All right. Don't show up by yourself. Okay. The same one, okay, who said, this is my body, this is my blood. The question for us is, how will we be Jesus till he gets back? Let us pray. Our blessed Jesus, you have consecrated the bread in the cup beyond anything any human being can do. We ask that you renew your blessing, your consecration of this bread, this cup. Somehow, some way, make them your body and your blood. And as we receive them, O oh Lord, make us your body doing your work for your kingdom in this world that you have created and you want to redeem. O oh Lord, make us your hands. O oh Lord, make us your feet. Make us your eyes, your ears, your mouth. Set us about, O oh Lord, doing the work of love, bringing everybody home. Everybody home where we all belong. Hear our prayer. Amen. As our ushers release you, would you come to the bread and the cup?
The body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Eat and drink. broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Eat, drink, know the love of Christ for you. The body of Christ, the blood of Christ. Eat, drink, know the love that Christ has for you. body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you, eat, drink, know the love that Jesus has for you. The body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you, eat, drink, know the love Jesus has for you.
body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Eat, drink, know the love that Jesus has for you. The, the body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Eat, drink, know the love that Jesus has for you. broken for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. Eat, drink, know the love Jesus has for you. The body of Christ broken for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. Know the love that Jesus has for you. Thank you, Phyllis. If you're able, would you stand? Our closing hymn is 384. Oh, oh. 
the birth of Jesus Christ, you gave yourself to the world. Let him be born in our hearts. Let him save us from all our sins. Let him restore in us the image and likeness of you, our creator. Amen. coffee. 